Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This is the gospel of the Lord. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we pray that you would minister in ways that we could receive and discern. And Lord, my heart's desire for us today is that we would be encouraged in prayer to you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your compassion. And Lord, we thank you for your ability to work in ways that that we think impossible. What we think impossible, Lord, is, is every day to you. So Lord, let your will be done and be glorified this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> Have you ever been called an egg? Yeah? Uh, I just want to clarify, guys have been called an egg too, right? Okay, good. Because that whole stereotype of the nagging wife thing is really <laughs> inaccurate, and uh, it's really time to put that to rest, because every one of us can be naggy. And when we are called nags, it's, it's never complimentary. It's something we don't want to admit to ourselves. So the question is, why do we do it? Why do we nag? And uh, I think a lot of times it's because we feel powerless. We feel like people aren't hearing us. And if we're honest with ourselves, we nag because we're not good at actually saying what we want. But we can slip into complaining about what we don't have very easily. It's easier to complain than to actually be vulnerable and say, I need whatever it is. When Jesus is talking about prayer here, and I love it when in a parable it says, Jesus is saying this parable because he wants us to persist in prayer. I love it when they give a little cheater's note there. Because sometimes with parables, it's like, what is he saying? Let's start by saying what Jesus is not saying. He's not telling us to be nags. He's not telling us to be insecure in our prayer. He's not, also, he's not telling us to, to just say, well, if God doesn't do something with that first time I prayed it, then be done. Jesus is calling us to be persistent prayers, to come to him all the time in prayer, in security, knowing God for who he is, knowing our need, and having that sense of intimacy with God where we, instead of like pleading before a judge who doesn't care, we're actually going into the living room with our Heavenly Father who knows us, who knows our need, and joining in that passionate conversation. Have you ever heard about people with, with sailboats talk about sailing? It's not a one-off thing. They're talking about it all the time. Or hunters about hunting. 
or motorcyclers about motorcycling. You know, they talk about it all the time because they're passionate about it. God is passionate about justice. He's passionate about your needs. He's passionate about you. And he's inviting us into that kind of setting when we're praying persistently. That's what we're called to today. So let's, let's take a look here. Um, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Do you know why zebras have stripes? Isaac, why do zebras have stripes? Right. Do you want to come up here? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, zebras have stripes because when they're in a herd, they confuse predators. And so instead of attacking, a lion will just sort of be shell-shocked, not being able to focus on one zebra to attack. Now, we live in a world where we are we're more and more aware of the need all around us. Thank you, social media. Thank you, news networks. And it seems that we're constantly in crisis. Well, guess what? Nothing new there. The world has always been in a state of crisis. But instead of us being bewildered and shocked by all the craziness around us, Jesus says, pray all the time. Pray persistently. Church, we are called to acknowledge the need in the world and our own need And we are called not to be overwhelmed by it, but to place it in the hands of a God who reigns over everything. This is our Father's world. And we can entrust it to His care and keeping. Now we may ask at this point, well, what good does prayer do anyway? Why bother praying? Do you actually ever see anything work? Well, first of all, yes. Sometimes quite astoundingly, we see God work in in wonderful ways. But at the very least, with prayer, we are changed. If we pray for justice for people all the time in consistent ways, what happens is that we find ourselves being agents of justice, living out God's principles of, of love and, and you know, protecting the dignity of those around us. That's, that's part of what it does. But we also lift up those situations for God to work. And to, we actually lift them up. Uh, I heard a, a grandmother talking about her grandkids a while back, and she said, I wrap those children up in their blankets every night in prayer, and I give them back to the Father every night. I love that. We invite God's will to be done in their lives. Prayer is powerful because God is powerful to change us and to change the world around us. Are we practicing consistent, persistent prayer? So then Jesus goes on to talk about this this situation where there's a judge who's a pretty horrible judge, right? He's, He's bad news. He doesn't care about justice. He has no fear of God. He has no fear of people. He doesn't care. And yet he's in this position of authority. And this woman who has a few things on her side, one, she knows her need, and she's a widow with probably not working, so she has a lot of time on her hands. <laughs> the world needs to look out for people who are retired and have prayer on their mind. <laughs> she consistently, persistently, and she did nag this judge. 
Why? Because he didn't care about her. Because he wasn't hearing her. So she nagged and she nagged and she nagged. And finally he said, enough. I want to silence this and have some peace. And I'm worried that this nagging is going to start, she's going to be hitting me with her purse. (laughs) So he finally gives her justice. Here's a hard truth for us. The world will tell you, you cannot be in need. Because if you are in need, you're weak. And so we put on this mask saying, we got it together. Right? I'm self-sufficient. I can handle this. I've got this. But the reality is, we don't. And the truth is, human beings were designed to have need. God created us so that we would have a need for him. And you think about it, we come into this world screaming and messy. And what do we need right away? Because we need that affection. We need to be received by our moms, right? And then very quickly, we need to be fed. We need air. I guess that's the first thing. We need air first. That's what the slap is all about, right, Steve? Yeah, and then uh, (laughs) you get that intake of air. You need sustenance. You need care. You need nurturing. We need, we need, we need, we need. To be in need is not to be a victim. It's to be a human. We need, and it is our need that draws us into intimacy with our Father. Need is not a bad thing. It's just who we are. If we can't name our need, it's going to be really hard for us to acknowledge our need for God and to have that relationship. If we're in denial about that fundamental thing about who we are and what we are, how can we relate to the one who created us to be that way? But our need isn't to be insecure. Our need is to be real and express to the one who cares for us. We are in the hands of God. So, this, so Jesus says, listen to this judge. He's going to give this, per, this person justice for nagging. But you don't need to nag. How much more is the God who created you and loved you and has compassion and a love for justice and healing and wholeness, how much is he going to want to answer your prayer? So go in boldly. One of the, one of the, when I think of, of intercessory prayer, one of the things that comes to my mind is my mother. She had a prayer chair set up in our living room, and if you got up early enough, you saw her sitting in that chair with the light on and this beat-up old Bible on her lap. And she was having, you know, you knew you didn't bug my mom when she was in her prayer chair. Right? But it was, I have this image of her constantly praying, not in duress. Sure, there was tears sometimes, but she was just praying, trusting that God's going to meet her need. And, and that's the way it is. Sometimes, because we're in the society where we think that if we have a need, it should be met like this. You know, if you don't, if you don't believe that, then you go to the grocery store, Cynthia, and there's no sugar there. How can we make apple pies? Can you believe it? You know there's a shortage of winter boots? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? God's going to provide for us. We don't need the need right now to be fulfilled. And in fact, the persistence we express in our prayer is actually a means through which we grow up in Jesus. 
because we're not supposed to be little infants all our lives. We're supposed to mature and become that, that, that hey, I know the way to go with my need. I know where to go. And there's a peace about that and an encouragement about that. We're called to grow up in it, and persistence in prayer is where we mature. That's where the rubber hits the road. And if you don't get something right away that you pray for, that doesn't mean God isn't calling you to pray for it. He's inviting you back and back. You know that story where Jesus sort of pushes back on the woman, and he, she says, you know, uh, my daughter needs healing. And he goes, yeah, but let the, let the children of Israel eat first. You know, let's, before we give the scraps to the dogs, let the kids eat. He's not demeaning her. He's saying, do you really want this? And he's exhibiting her persistence in it. Not getting what we want as soon as we want it is not a sign that God doesn't want us to have it. It's a sign that he wants us to pray and to persist. St. Monica prayed for 30 years for her son Augustine to come to the faith. She wept for him for 30 years. What a waste of time. Oh, wait, no, it was persistence. And then he became one of the most influential Christians the church has ever known. Persistent prayer. So finally, the Lord says, uh, listen to this unjust judge. God is so much better. (laughs) But then he asks this really hard question. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And that's the question. I, I will confess to you that I am very hard at consistency in prayer. One of the things that really helps me is morning and evening prayer. And the beautiful thing about morning and evening prayer in our tradition is that the first thing we do is we remember who God is. We read scripture. How does God view the world? We fill up on that before we start to intercede for the world. And getting into that holy habit of daily prayer is a wonderful way to exercise persistence. And it shapes us and molds us. This week we had a, 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 I keep forgetting his first name, John Stackhouse, right? (laughs) Uh, John Stackhouse came to speak about thick churches which I thought that was rather insulting. Um, How dense are you going to be, right? Uh, But he said, thin churches are kind of like those places where if you have season tickets to a a hockey club and you go every every time there's a game and you see everyone sitting around you with their season tickets, you're like, hey, hey, good week, good week, good, yeah. Enjoy the game, good, yes, good game, see you next week. That is what a thin church looks like. But a thick church is a church where people know each other and are known by the others, right? And you know their need and you give practical help for that need and you hold each other accountable in our walk with Jesus to to look more like Jesus. That's what a thick church is. That's what we're called to be. It's that depth, that thickness that, that, that the world needs because Look around us like we're dying for authentic community. And one of the things he, he said that, that really convicted me, he goes, he goes, I used to think that uh, the church was going to become extinct through persecution in the West, in Canada, United States, and Britain. He goes, that's not the case. Uh, 
the church is going to be seduced to extinction, distracted to extinction. When the Son of Man returns, will he find the church faithful and persistent in prayer? I want to end with this reflective question he asked. (laughs) Do I make my relationship with Jesus such a priority in my life that, that I just naturally go there in good times and in bad? And if I put the same amount of dedication in my, that, that I give uh, to Jesus into my work or into my home or into my family, how well would they fare? And how well would our life of, of, with Jesus fare? Just questions to think of. But my brothers and sisters, I pray for us that we would not be naggy but that we would be secure in our relationship with Jesus and have the kind of awareness to know our need and the faith to entrust our need to the one who loves and cares for us. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your call in our lives. We pray, Lord, that um, you would encourage and build up our church, that you would encourage and build up our faith in you so that, Lord, we could be agents of justice and healing and peace in a world that so desperately needs these things, in a world that so desperately needs you. In Jesus' name do we pray. Amen.